Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Episode 52 of Believe in Betting LA. It's a Friday morning. I'm your host, Sam Maxwell. You can follow me on Twitter at smaxwell713. Joined, as always, by my co-host, Chris Lewert. You ready for the weekend here, Chris? Very ready. Quite ready. The most ready. And then I get excited for the weekend, and then I realize that half of the world is closed, and I become less excited (laughs) and mildly annoyed and disappointed. Right. What once was a, a differentiator of the week is no longer. We're, we're all at home. We're all watching sports. Uh, nothing really changes. There's sports on during the day, during the week now. We have a game coming up here uh, in about an hour. Uh, full disclosure, this is Friday, August 21st, about 9.30 a.m. So we're going to talk about some games today. It's, it might be a little uh, late for you by the time you're listening to this. We're also going to talk about uh, the Lakers tomorrow came back with a statement Game 2 victory after an embarrassing Game one loss. Been a really fun postseason so far here, Chris. All three contenders, the Clippers, the Lakers, and the Milwaukee Bucks, all lost games in their first two. So it's uh, as we predicted a few weeks ago, this is the uh, this is the postseason for the underdog, for the unpredictable. Um, if, if you remember, we told you, put a little bit of money on the Celtics, put a little bit of money on the Nuggets, put a little bit of money on the Blazers because there's no home court advantage. There's no real conceivable difference that the number one seed has over anybody else. So hopefully you heeded that advice. All right, let's go ahead and let's real quickly here talk about, Chris, how we did from our last episode, which launched earlier this week. You went five and four. Just give me a real brief summary of your picks from the last episode. Yeah, did a good job with the the Blazers at plus five and a half. Obviously, they won that game outright. Uh, Also had the Lillard under 34 half that hit. Uh, what did not hit was him hitting under four and a half three pointers. Um, those things I thought would have been correlated a little bit more, but that's fine. They they balance each other out. Lost the Anthony Davis over forty four half points rebounds assists. In fact, I don't think it was close. He was like ten away from that. Um, the Heat versus Pacers. I had the under pretty easily. Uh, however, I thought Jimmy Butler was going to be distributing more and slowing things down, but he kind of took more shots himself than I thought he was going to. So I lost that under um, 20, I think it was 20 and a half points with Butler. Uh, and then the Rockets uh, pretty easily hit the Harden over four and a half three-pointers. I think he had like six three-pointers already in the middle of the third quarter. Uh, but when you hit that many three-pointers, <laughs> you tend to lose the unders uh, at 225 and a half. So those canceled each other out. And then kudos of you, because I didn't even actually really look at it until you had gotten to it at the end. But the Bucks versus Magic, uh, you had pointed it out. I had pointed it out after you. Magic plus 12 was a obviously a layup of a W. Um, so that got us over the, the dreaded four and four losing the juice. So we actually, uh, we made a few coins at the end. Yep, exactly. It was a profitable, 
episode for both of us. I went three and one in in that same picks from uh, from our August seventeenth episode. Um, I liked the Blazers come out with a hot start. One in the first quarter, I believe, it was plus two and a half. They ended up winning that quarter outright. So that was a victory for me. I liked it to be a much higher scoring series. That has proven to be false both of the first two games. The under is hit, and the under is hit by about 25 to 30 points. So uh, we're going to talk about the, the game three tomorrow. The over, the total is still very high. It's at 225 and a half, um, which is only down three total points from the game one total. So it'll be interesting to see how that matures. Um, so when one and one in the Laker game, I hit Heat minus three and a half. They won that game very easily, and they won game two very easily as well. And then uh, you just talked about Magic plus 12 uh, was over very quickly because they led yep. throughout that game. You know, the Bucks actually came back to make it a one-point game in the third there. I'm sure a lot of people were taking the Bucks live, expecting them to come back and win that game, and the odds certainly favored them. Uh, but the Magic came right back with a 8-0, 9-0 run, something like that, and just you know cruised to a game one victory, of course. Uh, the Bucks evened it up yesterday so three and one for me last episode chris went five and four we are recording this on august 21st friday morning and we are on the believe podcast network you can find us wherever you choose to get your podcast from that includes itunes stitcher google play TuneIn, spotify and iheart and believe is absolutely on fire now it's the best podcast network in the country i can say that with confidence what started out as a kind of a local los angeles based podcast network is now completely national there are podcasts for everything that you are interested in. So go ahead to Believe.com, B-L-E-A-V.com, and at Believe Podcast on Twitter to find what you're looking for. Again, you can follow us on Twitter, me at smaxwell713, Chris at Rock, and the fine fellows at Stag Capital are at Stag Cap. Let's make this a quick episode here today, Chris. We're just trying to give the good people what they want, which is picks for tonight <laughs> and tomorrow. Uh, we're, we're on the later side, obviously, for some of the games here. We have a game coming out here. Uh, in about an hour. So let's just stick to talking about the, the local team for this evening, the Los Angeles Clippers. Uh, you know, game one, Chris, the Mavs, uh, absolutely atrocious start. Luka Doncic, three turnovers in the first 90 seconds. He did not look like he belonged. Yet, after a huge start, the Clippers, I think, were up 16, 18 to 2, something like that. The Mavs came back with a huge run in the third quarter. Looked like they had a chance to take that game. A lot of people thought they should have taken that game. The Clippers, of course, win game one. The opposite occurs in game two. Uh, Luka Doncic, despite foul trouble, has a great game. Trey Burke, Seth Curry come off the bench in the third quarter to lead the Mavericks to victory. Paul George with a terrible game, and a shooting game. So uh, tonight's game here, Chris, uh, the Clippers, I believe, last time I saw, are favored by four and a half points. And what are your thoughts for Clippers-Mavericks game three? Yeah, well, it wasn't offsides when I was looking. Uh, I tend to lean towards taking the Mavs there, getting points. Not that I don't think they the Clippers are the are the better team. I just think the Mavs are not a great matchup for them. They're they're big, and Doncic is able to just get in the lane and kind of operate, right? It doesn't have to press it. He doesn't have to do it in flow. He can pull it back and then go right back in. Uh, the guy is an exceptional talent. I think is going to be one of the three best players in the league here starting next year and controls the offense well, has the ball in his hand all the time, um, and does a great job. With, with handling kind of that pressure at, I would say, a young age, but he played professionally overseas for like four or five years, right? And I think that really shows in his poise and his confidence. And Porzingis is somehow seemingly still growing taller, it seems like, as he's, as he's been in the league. Um, and I think they're just a bad matchup for the Clippers. Um, I think the Clippers still win the series, but I would, I would take the Mavericks getting points, uh, although, again, that's not offsides. As far as actual bets go where there is value, 
Doncic under 31 and a half points minus 115 or better. Kleber under eight and a half points minus 130 or better. That's actually massively offsides. I found some places that had it. Um, the true line should be around like minus 150, minus 160. So that can be a really good bet for for Kleber. Uh, George under 25 points, not a half there. When I found it on Bet Online, which is a normally normally odd, you almost always see a half point attached to that, which makes it super super valuable that it's not under 25 or over 25 and a half, but under 25. Uh, minus 115 on that one. Kawhi under 31 and a half points, minus 115 or better. Porzingis under 36 and a half points, rebounds and assists. So those three stats combined under 36 half, minus 115 or better um, are kind of the the props I like. I didn't find anything quarter half or full game uh, offsides, but but as I said, I, I do like the Mavericks getting points in this game. Um, just make sure you're not overpaying for that too much if you like it. So you took the under on, on three or four different player props. Do you like the the under All and total unders. of the game as well? I mean, I don't, I don't have an opinion on it other than it wasn't offsides, right? There wasn't a value there to be had betting the over or the under in the game. As far as the props, all of them, all of them came out, you know, that the unders were where the value was, uh, and it just, it just makes sense to do them. So, obviously, this could, it could look terrible, right? If it ends up being a blowout game, and uh, you know, each team's putting up 125 points, likely all of these props are going to lose, um, but. In reality, you're probably going to hit five of four, right? Or four of three. Um, four out of three, it's it's just where the value lies, right? So I don't, my personal opinion isn't one way or another. Um, I can tell you, having bet plenty of Paul George, he will either completely whiff or go completely over, uh, which sometimes is nice. I hate kind of losing things by a point. I don't mind losing things by 10 because uh, I know I wasn't even close, but. It's just where the numbers fell this time. Everybody's unders uh, are offsides. People are overvaluing the overs. So, uh, of course, stag cap fades Joe Public, by and large, and, and we're going to take a whole bunch of unders today. Okay, well, there you have it. Chris wants a low-scoring, sloppy game in which the Mavs cover four and a half. I'm actually going to go on the opposite side on you here, Chris, for, for most of these. I, I think that the Clippers are going to bounce back with a huge victory. We're seeing kind of a seesawing effects. Uh, across the NBA, where whoever shot well in Game 1 is having a bad Game 2. The adjustments are being made. Teams are making adjustments. Um, there are a couple of outlier examples. You know, the Celtics obviously have beaten the brains out of the Sixers both games. The Heat have been, uh, you know, outclassing uh, the Indiana Pacers. However, we're seeing a lot of parity, and that's exactly what I expected, and we're seeing a lot of great coaching uh, adjustments, and, and that's what I expect as well. So I'm going to go ahead and tease Clippers. Right now it's at four and a half, and all of these lines are coming from our friends at betonline.ag. I'm going to tease Clippers at minus half a point. We're essentially getting them at money line, and, and this has been a relatively high-scoring uh, game. These shooters are, are shooting very well for the most part uh, on average, and so I'm going to tease that with the over 227 and a half. I'm also going to disagree with you on Paul George. He had a dreadful four of 17 shooting performance in game two. I think he bounces back, so I'm going to go ahead and take the over there. He's going to shoot and shoot very, very high. Uh, a high a high volume. I do think he's going to have a much better shooting day. Uh, and then I'm going to go ahead and take the under for both Trey Burke and Seth Curry. Both of these guys had tremendous game twos. They shot the lights out of the ball. They provided a spark there in that third quarter. I do think we're going to see 
an adjustment. And and keep in mind that Patrick Beverly was out for game two. Uh, I've not seen necessarily if he's going to play tonight or not, but that definitely made a difference uh, in how the Clippers defended them. Reggie Jackson uh, did not have a great game. And then you put in Lou Williams, who had a great offensive game in game two. That's something we probably should have seen once Pat Beverly was announced out to take his overs. Uh, but he's obviously not the best defender. So we're going to go ahead and disagree here on, on, on many of our picks for this game. It's here. about time we started disagreeing again. Uh, I know. Yeah, that first one was was uh, it felt good, but it wasn't fun for our viewers. I think they like <laughs> us, uh, you know, going at each other's throats a little bit more here. But we're, we're friends, obviously. We, 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 we disagree on certain things. But, uh, of course, that that's going to be the case in, in really anything sports, but certainly in sports betting. And, and you know, you want to hear different perspectives. And, and that's what we try to give you here. Uh, as well. So that's our thoughts for Clippers Mavs. We're going to move on and talk about the Lakers, which is a big bounce back game too. But first, I want to talk about today's sponsor. And that, of course, is, as we mentioned earlier, our friend at betonline.ag. We've got playoff basketball, Chris. We've got playoff hockey. We've got the NFL. 20 days from today, we will have Texans Chiefs kicking off the 2020 NFL season. And we got baseball, of course, in full swing. And our partners at BetOnline have you covered. We've talked about a lot of our betting stories and, and how we're putting our money on the line there. We're doing it at BetOnline.ag, just like you should be doing. Take advantage, take full advantage of sports being back and get in on the action with hundreds of odds, futures, and props for you to bet on. We're not exaggerating when we tell you. You can spend hours combing through this website. They have absolutely everything for you, including hundreds of player and game props. And, of course, there's always the online casino as well. If you had a great day betting on the NBA, listening to this podcast, and turning them into profits, guess what? You can play casino all night long. It never closes. So head online to betonline.ag today and sign up to receive your welcome bonus and your very first deposit. Again, that's betonline.ag. And sign up today, BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Good to have BetOnline back on this podcast. And like I said, that is our our online sportsbook of choice. All right, Chris, let's move on. Let's talk about those Los Angeles Lakers. They played last night. It was very nervous in Lakerdom after, of course, uh, a terrible stretch in game one late in that game. It looked like the Lakers were going to squeeze it out. And then the Blazers just took over down the stretch. The Lakers just looked like they did not have enough depth. They did not have enough firepower. Uh, and, and, and really our concern, and really everyone's concern, Chris, uh, wasn't the top-heavy star-studded Lakers. We all expected LeBron James to have a big postseason. We all expected Anthony Davis to have a postseason. It was that lack of depth, I think, was most of our concern, the lack of shooting. Well, guess what happened in Game 1? The Lakers shot, I think, was 5-32 from downtown, one of the worst postseason performances of all time, shooting the ball. And they just did not look like they belonged there. Then I saw a stat that confirms that maybe the Lakers are actually in a bit more trouble than we thought. With LeBron James and Anthony Davis on the floor together in the bubble, so those eight seeding games plus that just that one postseason game at the time, uh, LeBron James and Anthony Davis had a minus 176 plus minus total, which is one of the worst in the entire NBA. Um, so something needed to change. And the Lakers obviously came out last night. And what did they do? They played outstanding lockdown defense. That's exactly what they needed to do. Damian Lillard had a hard time getting his shot off. The Blazers, at one point, were shooting 31%, I believe, at halftime. They could not score. They could not move the ball. The Lakers locked down. It didn't feel like they shot the lights out of the ball. Yet, of course, this is one of those things where it shows how much the league has changed since the Lakers were last in the postseason in the 2012 season. Uh, and the Lakers actually set a franchise record for 14 made three-pointers yesterday, despite it not feeling like they really shot the lights out of the ball. So this series is now tied 1-1. We're going into Game 3 here, Chris. This one, of course, is going to be Saturday evening at 5.30 p.m. What are your thoughts here for the beginning of this series? Of course, it's very early. Uh, we don't know exactly. I think I, I saw it was at 
plus seven and a half for Blazers. Lakers are up seven and a half points uh, in the spread there. What are your thoughts for game three, Chris? I think it gets to what we were saying a little bit before the series started is the Blazers have been playing a lot and in high pressure games for, you know, 10 days. Uh, You're not traveling. You're not on airplanes. You're not changing time zones. Uh, You should be playing, you know, keeping your keeping your body at a high level. You don't need rest. You've had three months off. Um, get out there and play. And I think that's exactly what showed in game one when the, the Blazers came out like a team that was in, in mid-stride and the Lakers were, were looking sluggish and slow. And just, you see that with the shots, not enough legs in it, not enough rhythm, uh, not enough effort on the defensive end. And the Blazers took full advantage of that. I still like the Lakers in five games. I think the message was received loud and clear as game two proved the Blazers were feeling good about themselves, and the Lakers took it super serious and absolutely blitzed them. And the the Blazers just could not respond at all. Um, had nowhere to turn, nothing they could do. Lillard banged up his finger a little bit, um, and I think this is going to continue. I think LeBron is ultra concerned about. <laughs> This is me hating LeBron, right? Ultra concerned about optics and how he looks and how he performs. And I don't think he wants the look of being pushed against the ropes and getting knocked out in the first round. He doesn't want that on his resume. He doesn't want that in his last dance video that comes out in 15 years. Um, So I think he's going to be super motivated. He's going to play with his hair on fire. Uh, I think they're going to blitz the Blazers again. I think the Blazers will be a bit more ready for this because the bet that I like at this early stage is Blazers plus seven half. I do think they're going to put up a fight, but I think the Lakers win this game. Um, no problem. I just don't think they, they're ready to, uh, to get put against the ropes like that, going down 2-1 in a neutral site, no going back to home court, no hometown cooking, anything like that. Um, they can't afford to, to let the Blazers get some life again. I think this is the game. The, the Lakers have to uh, impose their will and say, it was nice having you around, but you're the same team that lost to a Clippers team trying to throw it, and you're the same team that almost lost to a Brooklyn Nets D-League team, you know, put baby in the corner sort of thing. Yeah, and look, it can't be overstated just how much longer the Blazers have had to be on the top of their games. You know, that came into the bubble, the seeding tournament, well outside the playoffs. They had to win games when it counted. Uh, and you saw them starting to lose a little bit of steam towards the end of that eight-game stretch there as those two games that you mentioned specifically where they just barely beat the Brooklyn Nets in that game where Karis LeBert actually had a chance to, uh, to, 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 to win that game and, and put a different team, the Phoenix Suns, in there with them. So I agree with you. you know, I think the move right now is to take Blazer team total under. I think the Lakers have, have kind of figured out uh, the bread and butter, which is to play defense. <laughs> and that's how you win championships. And, and look, the Blazers have an enormous amount of shooters in the floor at all times, but uh, it's not like you can't defend them. And the Lakers have two, um, you know, the most elite uh, defensive players in the NBA, specifically Anthony Davis. I think he kind of took it upon himself to say, hey, I can't have Joseph Nurkic go out here and dominate me uh, in yep. the post. And, and look, the Blazers have been a hot shooting team, and we talked about it a lot, how this current setup here, uh, the um, – the theater lighting as opposed to the arena lighting really favors these shooters. But look, when Damian Lillard's taking those logo, logo pull-up jumpers, these off-balance jumpers, he's not going to hit 45% of his, his you know off-balance fade-away three-pointers at all times. You're seeing guys like Contavious Caldwell-Pope, J.R. Smith start to get in there, get some swagger back on offense. So I do like the under here, 225.5. Both the first two games, the under is hit. Uh, the under is hit by a lot, okay? So when you have one, one team in the first quarter that can only score 15 to 18 points, just like that, it's over. The under is hitting unless it goes to overtime. So go ahead and I think both take Blazers team total 
unders, which I'm not able to find right now. And I think you also take the overall game total under at 225 and a half. And I also like Chris, you know, it was a golden opportunity to take the Lakers series total. I think it was minus 275 going into yesterday's game, uh, which looking back in retrospect was an absolute diamond of an opportunity. Look, the Lakers are going to win this series. I think the Blazers are probably the better team. However, the NBA wants to see those Kobe Bryant, uh, you know, tribute jerseys. They want to see it. I think, you know, while it would be a great story to see an eight seed go down, I don't think the league would prefer that had the star power gone. I think they want to see this be a great series, and which is why I took the Blazers overall, uh, in si- or sorry, the Lakers overall in six games going into this last one. That was my my uh, my my fifth pick from our last episode. Plus three twenty five, the Lakers in six. I still think we're going to see the Lakers win in six. So we're going to see the Blazers win one of these next uh, four games, but I do think the Lakers ultimately end up winning the series in six. So. That's my picks for the game. Lakers going to throttle them defensively under 225 and a half and whatever that Blazers total is, you know, within a reason, assuming that it's, it kind of aligns there uh, with the team, to, with the overall game total, uh, like the under for that as well. I would say, uh, you know, some props as well, but we're a little early on that. So uh, unfortunately, you can't have it all here, but at least we got you guys something. Again, full disclosure, this is Friday, August 21st at about 945 in the morning now when we're recording this. So things can certainly change between now and then chris this was episode 52 of believe in benny la any final thoughts you know i had a cigar for the first time in a long time yesterday and it was nice it was a it was like a java cigar so i think some of the leaves were uh you know coffee, dipped huh? or or yeah basted in coffee and i'm not a coffee drinker don't don't touch the stuff um, really yeah so we whole podcast episode on that how do you how do you get your energy that's right yeah that's you gotta, right you gotta yeah. baby <laughs> yeah, yeah, I never, I never, never got started on it, but um, I was expecting it to be a, a bit of a novelty and maybe a little gross, and it was quite delightful. I uh, would do it again sometime. So, if you are in the market for a interesting cigar to try this weekend, uh, see if your local purveyor of smokes has a, uh, a Java cigar. It was delightful. Hashtag not a sponsor. I'm not even sure <laughs> there is a, uh, a company that would sponsor that, but. I uh, want to thank our t- today's real sponsor, BetOnline.ag, of course, the best place to go online to get all of your online wagers for the NBA, the NHL, Major League Baseball, UFC, and everything else in between. Uh, I'm very excited, Chris. I have my, uh, my big home league fantasy football draft this weekend. It, it feels really early because there's no preseason football. It still feels like we're a long ways away from the NFL. But as I mentioned, three days from yesterday is when we will see the tip-off the kickoff between the Houston Texans and the Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs. So I'm sure I'm not the only one drafting this weekend. Good luck to everyone out there. Uh, and, of course, hit me up on Twitter at smaxwell713 if you have any fantasy football questions. All right. Well, thanks to everyone for listening today for the Podcast Network for Stag Capital for Chris Lord. I'm Sam Maxwell. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you guys next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. 
And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.